Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John. Hey, John, pull up a stool. Hey! Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend. So, you've been putting in a lot of hours, huh, kid? Uh, yeah, we up the hours in the morning, so uh, John's getting up at 3 o'clock every day. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been some long days. So, But uh, you should have some healthy paychecks to begin uh, 2022 with. So. Oh, well, that's good. Get the year started off right, right? There you go. Yeah, pay some bills. I got the year started off crappy. Your beautiful bride kicked my butt last week. Well, yeah, you know, I told her to go out there and take care of Doug, and she did. Whap! Well, so, we're very, yeah. very good. And I'm in, the, I'm in the playoffs in both my other leagues, too, and uh, I got the COVID outbreak. I, I basically... In my my dynasty league that I led the league all season long, I got uh, what is it now nine out of my twelve starters out with either hurt or or COVID. Mm, not good. No, I, I got Austin Eckler out. I got Joe Nixon hurt. I got James Conner hurt. I got Adam Thielen out. I got Mike Evans out. I got Gabriel Davis COVID. I got I got a DJ Moore hamstring. I mean, I, I mean, it just goes. I I got my one quarterback out with. It, it's just nonstop, dude. Because we run a two quarterback league. So yeah, I got nine of my eight, nine of my starters out, and three of my backups to the starters with COVID. It, it's nuts. Sounds like a party. It really does. And the guy I'm playing has one guy missing. Second <laughs> best team in the league. It just. Oh, of course. And. And you know how I like to draft, so the other league that I'm in, I believe in drafting the same guys in all three leagues. If you believe in the guy, you believe in the guy. I get in arguments, but why would I want to draft somebody else if I like this? this I want him in all leagues if I believe he's that good. Well, the other league, I was uh, 12 and uh, 12, or yeah, 12 and two, John, led number one seed, and I got the same problem over there. Three quarters of my team out. So yeah, that would I guess that would be the problem with having all the same players. Yes. Uh, so two leagues, I'm going down the, the poop shoot probably with this weekend because even the backups now are going. I go Gabriel Davis was my one backup wide receiver and he's going. So 
We wish you a merry football Christmas. We wish you a merry football Christmas. And then you guys with Tampa, you bo- you lost your three starting players. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was sad, just sad altogether. So. Yeah. You lost Godwin, you lost Evans, and then you lost Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Yeah, yeah, and then they lost the game, and then the Gators went out and lost to UCF last night. So it's a good thing I'm just working all the time. You know, I really don't need to pay that much attention to football this year. So. Yeah, well, and my birds finally won after they got rooked and made the start on Tuesday. And the sad part was the Eagles go to play, and then they lost multiple players to COVID. So uh, it was a couple players to COVID, <laughs> and it was – but I was hoping they reschedule again, you know, like three, four, five times maybe. Yeah. Maybe we can run football to March, John. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't complain. No. But so you you guys celebrated Santa Claus the other day, right? Yeah, yeah, we did it on Tuesday. So uh, Monday night, actually, I got home. We opened a couple of presents that we had. And then uh, Tuesday, made the prime rib. And uh, we had bacon-wrapped scallops and did the whole schmeal up. So it was a, it was a good time. That sounds awesome. I you don't hear the word schmeal too often, John. It was nice to see you fit you that know, in a I, sentence. Sentence. I, I I try to throw something out there every once in a while, you know. So speaking of throwing something out there, John, I got a major compliment this week, which was amazing. I don't know. Did you see it on Twitter? No, I did not. Robbie Bottom want? says I speak fluent French. Well, excuse <laughs> me. That's what he said. He goes. I love watch, listening to Doug pronunciate uh, French, and he thinks he's really messing up, but for some crazy reason, he gets a lot of things right. So it's all by mistake, but I did get a compliment. Wee oui, wee, oui, John. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I speak French. I never you know. You know, I, I think maybe he's uh, he's speaking as a euphemism when you say, uh, excuse my French for cussing. I believe that's what he meant. No, so. that would be the wrong podcast, John. <laughs> We ain't allowed to we we ain't allowed to curse that much on this episode, but I I know you do speak fru- fluently French in that language though. No, but uh, I do. I speak I I speak multiple languages in that, John. Because <laughs> uh, we got a different uh, we got a lot of different uh, cultures on our job, and sometimes the one language we can all speak is that, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I kind of know uh, uh, probably no more cuss words in Spanish than I do uh, the rest of the language. So it is what it is. What are you going to do? Spanish, Italian, Polish, Greek. <laughs> I, we got them all on our John, John. Yeah, on our go. job, John. So, But we're ready for Santa Claus. I just got done wrapping my gifts today, John, for the beautiful bride. Presley didn't help oh. me wrap, dude. Presley wrapped a couple. I bet he did. I bet I bet he was, uh, he was a big help. Yeah, he was. He laid there wanting his belly rubbed the whole time. Well, at least he didn't tear through the wrapping paper like our cats do. So. Uh, he's actually pretty good with that. He just he just don't want nobody coming in or nobody going out. As long as you stay in or out of the house, you're good. It's just the coming and the going <laughs> is the problem with him. <laughs> yeah, you come in, he bites you. You leave, he bites you. <laughs> yeah. Once you're here, you're here. <laughs> yes, you stay. Nobody leaves ever. So, but now I'm ready for Santa. I'm happy to have the few days off. It's going to be nice to get three days this week and three days next week. So, has there been a lot of Christmas spirit around the parks? Yeah, actually, I got a I got a nice uh, uh, thank you card and a candy cane from some guests today. So that's always nice when uh, uh, people give you a little momentum to 
dude, because, I mean, we are, we're out there working on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and there's a lot of people that won't do that, so, you know, it's nice to know that some people do appreciate it, um, so, I mean, but my, my, my son's grown, and so it's no, I mean, and really, and I can make quite a chunk of change tomorrow, so I might as well get out there and, and work, so, but it, it's still, you know, I'd still rather be home with my family, but, you know, so, it's nice to know that some people appreciate it, so. Yeah, 100. It's a shame. Uh, you should ask Lisa if she'll come in and just ride the bus with you all day. <laughs> I'm going to get my son to do that one day, I think. I'm going to drag him up there, and he can just sit and play on his own half the day and talk to me the other half of the day. So. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I'll tell you what, John. When I move down there, I'll do that multiple days. You'll want to kick me off the bus. Well, I don't know if you'll do it on the bus, but I certainly would do it if you were driving the boats. Oh, uh, Especially at this time of year. Dude, how awesome would that be? just sit on the boat all day that would be fine with me so well speaking of the boats uh monday me and lisa will be meeting uh judith and tommy at raglan road for lunch uh so i do believe we will be parking at french quarter Mm. eating some beignets and then taking the uh, nice sasagula river boat right down to disney springs so that's the plan i'm actually watching that right now on youtube they they just arrived from the french quarter at Disney Springs, and they're at the uh, that new uh, bakery. That the what the heck's the name of the with the cupcakes? Gideon's Bakehouse. Gideon, yeah, Gideon's Bakehouse. The people just walked in there. They got all the crazy different cupcakes and different pastries and cakes that they have in there. So it's really cool, and it's like haunted, John. I heard a uh, a couple get on my bus probably four or five months ago that were talking. They had the they had a box of cupcakes and uh, other stuff from that place, and they were talking. The other people asked them how they get in and get out so quickly, and they said, "Well, we we paid somebody forty dollars for their spot in line." So, well, there you go. So, I, I don't know of any cupcake I've ever had in my entire life that I pay forty dollars for. But hey, you Dude, bad stuff. No, no, there no, not a cupcake, John. Not not a cupcake. Uh, uh, back in the day, maybe you get in line ahead for my bangers and mash or something like that. It has to be savory, John. I'm not paying that for a cupcake. <laughs> Yeah, so. nothing sweet, nothing sweet. So. No, maybe, not. maybe, uh, maybe back in the day when they had, uh, it was, uh, what were the concerts? They were uh, not seated at the time. It was general admission. So maybe if you could cut the line, and I could have got you know front row for Def Leppard or something. Maybe I would have paid. Yeah, have some girl pour some sugar on you, John. <laughs> that was the goal. <laughs> yes, nice and sweet. But now I'm a uh, dad. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait for the holiday. I'm I'm excited about just hanging out and relaxing, and I need it. My this job that I'm on this week, it kind of. You ever have one of those weeks where I know you have, so it's redundant to ask it, but I just had one of those weeks where I'm so thankful it's over. Like nobody got hurt or anything like that. It was just everything that could go wrong would go wrong if you get what I'm saying. Things breaking down, units not being ready. You know, schedule not changing, but nothing being ready for you. One of those weeks, you know. Yep. It'd be like you, the way I would put it, John, it would be like you driving the bus, but every way you were trying to go were roadblock, but they still expect you to show up at the Magic Kingdom at the same time. (laughs) Well, let's talk about that, Doug. Let's talk about the traffic jams on the way to Animal Kingdom yesterday. Uh, Miles and miles backed up the the parking plaza. So here's John's tip of the week. If you are a late riser do not under any circumstances 
get in your car and decide you're going to drive over to uh, Animal Kingdom and park about 10 o'clock in the morning. No way. Don't do Uber. Don't drive your car. Get on that bus because we get to skip that line. It is not worth it. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I saw cars sitting there. I would pass them like twice. <laughs> Two <laughs> well, routes. And what uh, is the, so. what is the reason for that? Because that line usually goes quick. Why, why is there a holdup? Or is there not as many well, people at the toll booth now or something? Yeah, uh, the, I'm losing you, John. So, I mean, but they do have fewer than obviously than the Magic Kingdom and stuff. So Yeah, I lost you for a second. What did you say? All right, yeah, yeah, they they were all open, but they do have fewer than uh, the Magic Kingdom. Um, I think they have fewer than Hollywood Studios and Epcot too. So there's just there's just less booths to go through, and yeah, it was it was backed up really bad. Uh, so yeah, do, if you're a late riser, I, if you're a late riser, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive to Epcot, I wouldn't drive to Animal Kingdom, and I wouldn't drive to uh, uh, Magic Kingdom because you're still going to have to wait for the ferry and the and the monorail and all that stuff. Even if you take Uber to uh, the Magic Kingdom, you still have to get on the monorail or uh, or the ferry boat. Um, so, yeah, I think all three of those, your best bet, if you get up about 9 o'clock, especially at this time of year, is to take a bus. Um, Hollywood Studios, because it's on the other side, is fine. Uh, yeah, you, you're, you're fine with Hollywood Studios, but, man, those other three, bad, 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 around 9.30. Or maybe see if you could book a snack or breakfast at Contemporary, Polly, or at Grand Floridian and get dropped off by Uber there and maybe eat breakfast there and walk over. That's your, that's your only other good shot. Because you ain't really hurting yeah. it. You ain't really hurting anybody getting dropped off at one of the resorts because you're not, you're not making a line. You're I probably helping people. The- I would recommend the Poly or the Grand Floridian, not the Contemporary. It, it's absolutely crazy over there. Mm-hmm. And too many Uber drivers try to drop off at the Contemporary without actually having anything there. And so they they get in the line and have to make a U-turn, block the traffic. Yeah, so pr- you're right. It would probably be safer. Get dropped off to Grand Floridian and check yeah. out that resort and and then walk over to the new beautiful bridge. So you, I mean, you'll actually be relieving traffic because that ain't backed up at all over there, the Grand Floridian. Nope. Nope, that would be your best bet. That would be uh, in a pleasant walk, too. Yeah, so that's where I would Uber. I'd, you know, if it was me, just saying. Uh, Disney World sees the return of daytime parades with Magic Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade at the Magic Kingdom. That's nice to see, John. Yes, yes, yeah. It's nice to see a regular parade instead of just the cavalcades. Cavalcades are fun, but uh, the parades are much better. No, well, I prefer the parades because they take up more time and I get to jump on rides easier. There you go. So. Take advantage. John, John, what has changed in Indiana Jones' epic stunt spectacular at Hollywood Studios? Do you know what has changed? Uh, I don't know, Doug. What has changed? And it's so weird, dude, that this has changed. One of the guys I worked with, Anthony, said he took his son, uh, his daughter down there a couple years ago. They went right before the pandemic. And he was telling me about how much they really enjoyed Indiana Jones. I'm like, Indiana Jones? He goes, yeah, we liked I said, are you sure? And he, like, I was like breaking his stones. But yeah, it is a great show. If you haven't seen it a lot, it's a really good show. But Yeah, and if you haven't seen it and if you really like Indiana Jones like I do from, you know, if you're a kid of the 80s, it, it's a great show. So. Well, me and Brenda, probably the last time we seen it was like 2004. 
So it's been a while, so we'll probably go see it again. We were talking about actually seeing it next trip, but Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular is back at Hollywood Studios after a two-year absence. The great news for fans, the show that is essentially back is essentially back to its original form. All the main show scenes have survived, including the sequence with the boulder, uh, the Cairo fight scene, Cairo fight scene, and the mechanic in the aircraft finale. Uh, watch the video below to see the changes and highlights. The most significant change is the removal of the casting call from the audience, where guests were brought on stage alongside Ky Cairo, Cairo Street scene. The section has been replaced with a very brief audience participation segment, which involved the whole theater acting out a few sound effects. Some may miss the chance to be on stage, but the show flows much better, and we get at the action quicker. Yeah, but it was cool to see that the cast, I mean the the audience member reappear, wasn't it, John? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but I think they they've kind of phased out a lot of that stuff for the actually bring people in. Yeah, with COVID and all. The audience and stuff it's going right now, so maybe that's not right Yeah. Well, other less notable changes include updates to the script, remove some of the filmmaking aspects and are now somewhat outdated and the reduction reduction in the use of guns. There are still gunshots in the show, but they are much less poignant. So. So they said, John, they took out a lot of the guns in the show. They still are doing some shooting, but the guns are removed. But the boulder getting ready to run you over and hurt you and the fire is fine. It's just the guns are dangerous, John. And the whips. Yeah, you could do it. I mean, it's it. I don't know. It's part of the show what made it great. But although some would have been hoping for an all-new show, it is a great classic piece of Disney Hollywood Studios makes it return and even better to see the talent and dedicated cast members return to work. Because they do introduce the sets and effects are refreshed. They refreshed. They said they looked better than ever, and they were they the the returning stunt performers and the entire cast is introduced at the show start as performers and not unknown stunt doubles and actors so they introduce all the characters and all for the show so it's uh, ah we'll go see it they, they said it was completely packed too completely full yeah yeah i was always impressed that they actually had that full-size plane out there that that did the role you know yeah so. yep absolutely magic kingdom mickey's once upon a christmas time parade joins disney genie plus lightning lane what the hell is that about? Now you got you could pay for the parade, John. Reserve spot for the parade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had dessert parties for fireworks forever, so why not, right? Oh my God! Reserve viewing for the parade is available as a Lightning Lane selection. I, every time I read this stuff, I want to throw up. Included <laughs> with, I'm serious, dude. It just breaks my freaking heart. Within Genie Plus, the viewing area is in the east side of Cinderella's Castle Courtyard. The parade will take place 12 p.m. and 3.45 p.m. on the 22nd, which is already passed, the 22nd to December 29th, and then 12 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. the 30th and 31st. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Parade made its return in November as part of the Disney's Very Merriest After Hours, the new ticket event at the Magic Kingdom. So... 
Although the parade is back with the familiar music and floats, it is a significantly cut down version to the classic parade. Yeah, they cut it the hell down, but raised the price the hell up. We'll get, the American yeah. way will give you less and charge you more. It's just like going to the store now. The, I mean, I was never one there. I, I love my potato chips and stuff. But these bags now they're charging you $4 for were like the ones you used to buy for $0.50 cents with a hot dog. I mean, they're, they're, they're half the size and half air still. Yeah, yeah, you get about 10 chips in there, right? Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. The vast majority of dancers that fill the spaces between the floats are missing, giving the parade more of a cavalcade feel than the entire Magic Kingdom parade spectacular. You know, and it's saying watch the video, but yeah, half the performers are out of it. But we're going to... We're gonna we bumped the price up over a hundred dollars this year, and we're gonna give you not nothing for it. You know what? And it sold out. Yeah, so I, idiots. I, I don't get it. I don't mind saying it. You could text me, email me. I don't care what you want to do to me. You're a moron to pay that much money for <laughs> for that. I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I just can't imagine a family of four thousand dollars to go to a freaking uh, Christmas party. But I mean, I guess they're spending thousands of dollars to go to Disney in the first place. What's another grand for an evening? That's one uh, thing. But if I had the extra thousand dollars, like I've said a million times, actually blowing on that, I would rather go cry. I'd rather go down the street to give kids the world and hand it to one of those kids, or go and find some kids that are eating uh, uh, eating bread for Christmas and give it to them instead of giving it to Disney. I mean, and I didn't even mind. Like I don't mind the price going up four or five dollars, John. When it goes up over, I mean, it's two hundred some dollars. How do you? I mean, how do you even justify that for a couple hours? I, I, I don't, don't I, I don't get it. I don't know, but people do, and they, they I mean, they're, they've sold out, so it's yeah. not like no, uh, we're the idiots. You know, whatever, apparently, whatever thought process, yeah, whatever thought process we had, where people won't go and they'll reduce the, no, that didn't work. So no. <laughs> it didn't work. So I heard a lot of people, price. I heard a lot of people that did it, pissing and moaning that half the stuff wasn't there, but th- those same idiots will probably do it again next year. I, <laughs> Yeah, they'll pay for it, just a moan about it, and then pay for it again. Yeah, so, they're, you know, they're, yeah, yeah. Disney can do no wrong. As long as you idiots keep doing it, they won't, they won't stop. Holiday storytellers and Father Christmas United Kingdom at the, Father Christmas at the United Kingdom Pavilion. I love the storytellers, John. Yep, yep. It's one of the highlights of walking around Epcot at the yeah. holiday season. Yeah, Father Christmas. He's cool in his little green outfit. Yeah, I love all the storytellers around Epcot. That makes Epcot to me. So they showed him yeah, out there. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing about the holidays out there is seeing how the different cultures around the world celebrate the holidays. So. And Walt Disney World extends Chief Financial Officer Christine M. McCarthy's contract. Well, that's why they got to charge you an extra hundred dollars to help pay her. Um, McCarthy is a 22-year company veteran. She's been the CFO since 2015. So, she's been well part of all this. Uh, she's been part of the Three Amigos. Yeah, she's uh, probably got some nice stock dividends. Yeah, Manny Mellon, she's... We already had... Ma- having her portfolio, right? So, no. Yeah. We already had Manny Moe, now she's Jack. Uh, Disney's All-Star Sports gets reopening date, John. All-Star Sports is finally returned. It was pretty cool. They showed a video of, uh, like, cheerleaders cheering for it to be opened. It's coming back on March 31st, 2022. 
Oh, so we still got three months away from that. And so, yeah, right in time for spring break. Yeah. So they're anticipating big spring break is what we're hearing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, we've already had uh, – I don't know if I've seen the football players because usually they're a bunch of uh, boys probably between 8 and 12 for the Pop Warner football teams. But they had a lot of the cheerleaders back already. They've already had some of the competitions over at ESPN uh, for them. So, yeah, there was a lot of the of the teeny boppers running around. So. Yeah, we were down there many years ago in February, and I still swear that's the biggest smile my godson ever had on his face. <laughs> he was like 15 years old, with the 16 years old, with the cheerleaders running around there. He was a happy, happy kid. Happy, happy, yeah, happy. Yeah, when happy. I worked at when I worked at Wet and Wild when I was 16 and 17, we had the Brazilian girls come up there uh, on their spring break, and they were always. 16 17 and 18 years old it was a wonderful place to work though <laughs> yeah you probably paid them john uh it was it was a beautiful thing it, was, it really was so. uh, ah frozen sighting with anna and elsa becomes more traditional meet and greet now oh that's the next lightning lane john well, yeah, all those have always been fast passes and lightning lanes. So. Well, this is going to move, not the lightning lane, but I'm guaranteeing it will probably be there soon. Uh, uh, well, yeah, lightning lane, yeah, I don't know. It's always been, yeah, it's always been Genie Plus, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it depends how popular the people are. So. Dude, I really think that Disney's really losing out. They should just get auctioneers at all this crap and just give me 40 50 60 70 80 $90. Come on, pay, pay, pay. They should just you know, get... Doug, we're, we're getting to the point, especially at the Magic Kingdom and, well, I guess the other parks too, where it's not getting that far away from the ticket books when yeah. when I was a kid. But the di big difference is it also costs like $3.75 to get into the park. So, yeah, you could justify having to spend $10 on the ticket book if you only paid $3.75 to get in the park. But now you're spending, what, a hundred and something dollars to get into the park and then you want to pay for rides on top of it, so... Yeah, well, yeah. I love I love the knuckleheads that always said like I've gotten in many arguments on Twitter and different things like that, and and the way they justify it, they'll constantly say that Walt was in it for the money too. If you read all the books about Walt, he was bankrupt. Many he didn't care about the money. It was it was and Roy didn't really wasn't the money grubber that it is now. Roy found a way to make the money but walt wasn't the money man walt was give me more give me more to make the stuff he was never about charging people he didn't set the ticket prices and i guarantee you if the disney family was still running this operation it would be nowhere near what it, it would it would be so much more family friendly than it is right now there's not a doubt in my mind if you listen to the, the, the there I, I i i would bet on it because well, when, I would say Disney's still very family friendly. Maybe not family affordable, but no. we are very family friendly. You're fam yeah, so. you're, yeah, you're family <laughs> friendly, but my point is they care more about the bottom dollar lately than they do the actual fi the experience. If you can pay yeah, for it, you can get the best experience. I think that's been the way it's been heading for the last 20 years or so. I mean, it really has tapered off from, from the – and, and I've also seen – Disney through my years of going there cycle in and cycle out of things too. I mean, there was a time um, before there... I went in the Navy where where I saw restrooms starting to get dirty and, and the cast mm -hmm. members being not as friendly and then it cycled back into the to the 90s where, you know, uh, rest, restrooms were spick and span and uh, cast members were over the top friendly and, 
well, then I've seen it cycle back and forth. So we're, hopefully we're going to be due for another cycle. I um, will say from 97 to 2010 were like the golden years for me because the first four or five years I went was, was magic your way. I paid one thing and I got everything I wanted. I even yeah, got yeah. I even got free golf course tickets if you miniature golf tickets. I got Disney Quest. I pay and 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 I didn't feel like I it was a lot of money to us because we were a younger family, but it was still nowhere near. I bet if you I, I got to look into this. If you look at the pricing in the 2000s compared to the middle class income to now with the middle class income, I bet you it's staggering difference. What wouldn't no, you bet I, I, that? Yeah, I would think in the mid '90s to the until about 2010, like you were saying, I think it was a very affordable vacation for for a middle class household. I yep. think you could probably justify going once a year with your family of two or three, two two or three kids. You could justify going once a year. Now, with the same amount, you know, the same level of income, I would think you're probably if you're going to do a Disney trip, it's once every five years, maybe. You know, I mean, you're not going to be able to do that once. And it's a shame, but that's that's where they price themselves. I mean, they are definitely more of a a luxury type uh, vacation than it used to be. Yeah, I would argue when I was booking trips and all, I would tell people it costs you less to go to Disney World for the week because especially my best friend, Billy, because he didn't want to go. He didn't think it was for him. And then he finally went. And I used to tell him, Bill, it costs you less to go to Disney. It would go rent a house at the Jersey Shore for the week. And then by the end of the weekend of the first of the week, you're all sitting in the house watching TV because you're bored with watch the tram car, please watch the tram car, please. And playing those silly basketball games where you can't fit the ball in the basket anyway. If you follow. <laughs> hey, this basketball is bigger than the hoop. Yeah. I mean, I or it's the exact same size as what it was, it, you know, but it just or these milk jugs are full of concrete. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I busted somebody on that one time at the carnival game. So. Yeah. Now we'll go back to positive Disney and their <laughs> decorations are absolutely second to none. I'm looking at the beach club with the carousel in it, John. I mean, it, the, the resorts are absolutely breathtaking at Christmas. I, all, all the time they're breathtaking, but Christmas, they're just over the top. Yeah, they're very pretty. They've got a lot of decorations out. I, I see a lot driving around. I see a lot at night. Or actually, now nowadays, early in the morning, I'm driving into the Contemporary this morning, looking at their uh, Christmas tree every morning. Uh, I've actually had the Contemporary a lot last last couple of days. So, and they're what appears to be uh, traffic light uh, Christmas tree. I mean, their their lights on there are about the shape and color and size of a traffic light. So I almost think that's what it's made out of. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, I, I can't believe McCarthy, Iger, or Chapik didn't figure this one out. Blizzard Beach closed December 22nd due to low temperatures. Yeah, let's open the Blizzard Beach back up in the winter. We'll close it all oh, year. What's that? It was open today. Closed tomorrow. I'm just saying it was it was it was pretty funny how they when they reopened this, wasn't it though, buddy? Uh, well, no, Typhoon Lagoon is the one that's going to open on January 2nd. No, Blizzard Beach has been open since before spring break last year. Okay. okay. And so, yeah, it's it's been cranking all summer. Yeah, so, you're right. Typhoon Lagoon yeah. down here January 2nd. I can't wait to go. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, don't don't argue me about where people drop, I drop people off at on the yeah. bus. So. No, I hear you. <laughs> I might know that. <laughs> but it was a little nippy here this past week for you, huh, John? 
Uh, we had one mo- one morning that was kind of chilly. So actually, the day we celebrated Christmas was uh, chilly and a little rainy. So it was uh, it was a good day for Christmas. I mean, I I love Florida. I love living here. I love the winter. But when it's 87, it just doesn't feel as Christmassy as a, a snuggly, cool, cozy day. You know what I mean? So so I liked it. So. Oh, it's cool. And we had uh, I left for work the other day. Here it was 25 degrees, John. It was, so, it was so wonderful. It was it was so wonderful to, to like literally shiver going out to the car. It, it's it's awesome, John. Nah, nah. Walt Disney World, thirteen white rhino, calf thriving at the Animal Kingdom. He's adorable. So or she, whatever. It's a beautiful, beautiful. I'm so happy when I see endangered species populate. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Uh, the trams are running, and they're they're running at the Magic Kingdom now. Five days ago, it said so. The tram cars are running throughout the parks, which this is the one we were all we no, none of us could understand. Yeah, that was it was the one thing that we all could agree on that made no sense wasn't open. No, it would seem like the monorails would have been the, maybe your last one to to reopen because of the enclosed space and stuff like that. Uh, I would have thought trams would have been one of the first things to open. Yeah, it was just but, go figure. It was just money because you don't need a special license. There was nothing special about the tram except for it helps it helps people get to the park that aren't in the best shape, especially when it's hot out. And then being closed all summer was like ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, I I still don't understand it. I mean, they're there. I mean, so why not have people run them? So I mean, and and the amount of overtime they pay a lot of other people, I don't understand why they wouldn't have paid the the uh, tram workers so no. maybe uh, they just don't have as good a union so. no i just think it was uh mccarthy wanting and chapik and bob making they needed to pay for their christmas gifts uh operating hours extended again for all four theme parks during the christmas holidays so tech check my disney experience app and check your park times if you're headed down because like the beautiful judith and tommy are headed down next week to see you john so and then early entrance extended to all the parks during the holiday seasons still and then this is announced which i don't think judith is running this year but uh run disney event john you're going to probably get some overtime for that too yeah i would think so i'm at that time now i'm working my way up the schedule so yeah if they need uh people to come in at two or three o'clock to do that i'll probably end up doing that so happy days are ahead for me yeah well they announced now the disney wine and dine half marathon will be november 3rd through the 6th 2022 and then 2023 walt disney world marathon weekend january 4th through january 8th 2023 disney half Princess Half Marathon Weekend presented by Corksickle, well, 23rd through 26th. And then the 2023 Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend, April 13th through the 16th, 2023. It seems like they're throwing more events in to make up for lost time, John. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Tw- that- I don't remember three separate weekends a year for running events. Do you, John? Yeah, I think so. I think there's the marathon week, the princess weekend, and then the uh, uh, the wine and dine. Okay, yeah, I, I always thought it was, cause, but I never ran it. I always thought it was like a one-week event where everything was. No, no, they've always split it up. They used to actually have a Tower of Terror run around uh, Halloween, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, they float things in, float things back out, too, so, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I always remember that, like the sporadic ones, but I don't remember like major. Ma- I, I thought the marathon yeah. week had most of them. You follow me? That's the way yeah, I always yeah. had it. So, uh, what time you got to be in tomorrow, Johnny? Uh, five forty. No, yeah, yeah, five forty-eight. I think five forty-nine, something like that. Well, the good news is hopefully Santa brings us this new recorder. So, uh. We can call you on your cell phone instead of creepy Skype, John. Yeah, Skype, depending on um, Verizon. It, it cracks me up, too. Every time I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, I hear uh, Verizon bra- brag on themselves about how great and reliable their service is. Yeah, except for the through the hills of Claremont, Florida. Oh, my God. So. Uh, uh, the, it... it, it it's crazy how you'll be like perfect, and then all of a sudden you sound like the teacher from uh, Charlie Brown. hundred percent. Uh, this is sad, John. Removal of Disney's Magical Express signing begins at Walt Disney World. I even had people def- the, the 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 morons out there. I've even had them defend Magical Express going away, John. I, I don't understand the whole. Ma- I don't know how you even could argue that Magical Express wasn't a great thing. Do you? I don't know. No, no. I mean, uh, and they started it originally purposely to uh, get people to avoid renting cars. So, I mean, I don't understand how it's going to work for Disney's benefit. It just means more people rent cars. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, I want to hear Lou on. I, I haven't heard. I got to go on there to see what his defense is going to be of this because his defense the other way is is it got more. They're doing it for you to keep cars off property. So now what's this one, Lou? So now <laughs> that we now that we are charging you for parking, we want more cars to park so we can charge you for more money. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it's like come on already, guys. If, 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 speak the truth. It doesn't mean you don't love the place, but stop acting like everything they do is sunshine and rainbows. It's not. Uh, Santui Canteen returning white chocolate peppermint cream mousse. You in for that, John? Nah, I think I'll, I'll take a I'll take a rain check on that one. And how they been, John? I hear COVID. This new Omicron creepy one is uh, the it's raising up there. Have you had any more? Uh, has anything come out about new uh, procedures? No, all the restrictions are still the same. You still have to wear a face mask inside. Uh, when you go inside a, an attraction or inside the stores and you still have to wear a face mask on my bus um, and monorails. And I think if you're in a Skyliner with other parties, you have to wear one. But other than that, I mean, outside, you're still fine wandering around and, and we're still good backstage and everything. So we'll see. Hopefully it just stays the same. I mean, at some point, we're just going to have to learn how to live with this stuff. I mean, you can do what you can do, but at some point to get back to some kind of normalcy of life we're just gonna have to give up on it and <laughs> go on yeah. carry on you know i mean no it's it's, it's it's crazy because right now for the first year and a half i didn't barely know anybody that had it touch on what in this past three months i bet you i know 50 to 75 people that have had it john that bad huh and yeah all, you think it's all the new the new variant I don't know what variant it is. I also think a lot of it had to do with, like, everybody I know was okay, if you understand what I'm saying. Everybody, like my mother-in-law, my wife, thank God, and my brother-in-law, my godson's got it. Uh, 
uh, almost every guy on the crew at my job got it. If you follow me, all people, yeah. uh, painters, yep. electric. Uh, I talk on the phone and I talk to friends of mine. Yeah, their kids had it. This one had it. You know, everybody. I know so many people now that have had it. And I think a lot of it also has to do with people coming to the end of their vaccines and it's starting to wear out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think fortunately maybe it's at the time where this Omicron, Omicron uh, variant isn't as deadly as the other ones do. You know, I mean, if you do get it, it seems to be, especially if you are vaccinated, it seems to be a case of the sniffles. And really that's about it. Maybe a sore throat or something for a day or two. But nothing as bad as the Delta variant or the original. So at least yeah. that's what we're hoping, right? So yeah, And uh, they keep saying uh, each time it mutates, it should get less. So yeah yeah and I we're not so. doctors so we're just speculating here please yep. uh you know You're just shooting the crap yeah, don't, don't sue me for a dollar because i'm only worth 50 cents so <laughs> <laughs> but no hopefully every you know it's just to the point you're right john it's like i'm over it like i, I i'm wearing a mask again and i i don't want to be i'm like to the point like i'm 50 50 on it i if you want to wear it wear it but it's like i'm just i'm tired of i, I i'm tired of feeling like i have lockjaw because wearing a mask all day yeah, yeah. I mean, driving with a mask on to me is not the safest thing in the first place because it creeps up and gets in the in the way of me seeing and stuff like that, and and it's annoying as all get out. So of course I'm fiddling with it the entire time I'm driving, which is a bad thing. I mean, so to yeah. me it's not the safest safest thing for me to be wearing it all the time. But and I don't do? and, and and wear it if you believe whatever. I don't know what I believe because. Uh, two of the guys that got it on my job were they're la- the ones of labor. I swear to God, I couldn't draw his face in a lineup. And I've been working with him now for four months. And if I had to draw his face in a lineup, I couldn't because I've never seen the man without a mask on. And he got it. <laughs> so and so did one of the other guys who wears a mask every single day. So I, you understand? I don't know. I just think I I think it's to the point now where everybody's just going to get it. I think. Well, I know the masks do help. I mean, yeah. obviously, because there's a lot of people out there, Doug, that don't have the common decency to cover their mouth when they no. cough or sneeze. And and so the people that don't cover their mouth when they cough or sneeze is just blowing kind of, all kinds of funky germs everywhere. And so, I mean, I think that's who we're out there to, to, uh, to prevent is spreading the germs is because these goobers won't cover themselves when they when – they, and, you know, knowing how – how sick half of the world is with this stuff it gives me the jeebers every time i'm on the bus and i hear and especially those people that do the loud sneeze you know the ones that just yeah. let it all hang out when they yeah. sneeze uh-huh. it, it, please don't do that on my bus. dude when i feel like i gotta <laughs> when i feel like i gotta sneeze at work i literally run like a criminal somewhere to get away from everybody uh i i i, I drop the people off and then i have to spray the complete bus down with my stuff and wipe it all down because yeah, man that just gives me the willies because yeah. uh, you know even if it's not uh covid there's some kind of funky thing you got going on i don't want snots uh yeah. <laughs> everywhere so. uh, jingle bell santa yeah. <laughs> is that what you're getting into john you're being mean now yeah. but anyway yeah. but no it's crazy it, it's it's just i don't know what to believe anymore if you follow i don't know i just i just whenever i want this over with i'm tired of it yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this I really want, John. Either one of these. Did you see these new this new artwork with Malstrom and uh, the Orange Bird? Dave Perello reveals Malstrom Orange Bird art coming to the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. It is really cool. 
2020 New International Festival of Arts is just around the corner, and Dave Perel, or Peril, P-E-R-I-L-L-L, Perillo, Perillo has revealed a look at two of his upcoming, two of his upcoming four offerings that honor history of Walt Disney World. It has Maelstrom. It's really cool. It says Cast Off the High Seas and Adventure, and then it has the Orange Bird, which is really cool, John. Sunshine Tree Terrace. Visit the Sunshine Tree Terrace. So, uh, I, I would like to have both of these for my room. Yeah, that sounds uh, really cool. And uh, real, uh, like you said, a real piece of uh, Disney history since Orange Bird doesn't really have an attraction. You see him more around now than I think I ever remember seeing him back in the 70s. And Maelstrom, of course, anytime they get rid of something, they know there's going to be fans of it. So, they have to bring something out for it, right? Well, so. and you know all the Dole Whip people hate him. <laughs> I can't like Orange Bird if I like Dull Whip, you know. I just can't. How do you like Citrus Swirl and you don't like? I'm a Dull Whip kind of kid. It's like you can't like both, guys. It's ridiculous. You can. Uh, the uh, the show, the International Festival of the Arts, runs from January 14th through February 21st, and. Perello, whose art has been featured at previous festivals, will be available to sign his work at the Wonderground Gallery tent near the France Pavilion from January 15th to the 21st. So, I would be pretty cool. I, I, I would like either one of those, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, they're be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be awesome. And I don't know, John. We don't have much more. I just wish we were all at the parks. Like, right now, if you were at the parks for Christmas, what would you like to be doing? Uh, I would say riding the people mover while drinking a beer, but I couldn't. I can't have a beer there. So let's see. Where am I? What am I cruising around on while I'm drinking? Uh, uh, maybe riding Rio del Tiempo. And not the Three Cavaleros, but Rio del Tiempo, my old one, uh, uh, drinking a margarita. There you go. I'll take that. I will have myself a nice moose head, and me and you can stroll up to Father Tom, Father Christmas over at the England Pavilion and listen to him tell his story having a beer, John. How's that sound? I don't know. Okay. It's better. I don't know, John. We better let you go in a minute. I just had one more horrible story that I want to end this year with that we got we got to look forward to next year. Uh, executive predict Bob Iger will return as CEO in 2022. Like, what was that all about? So he could, so so he could move his tax portfolio around. I mean, why do we need him back? That was just a general tease for you, Doug. He's leaving. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's back. Bob Iger ruined Walt Disney World, in my opinion. Uh, and the other thing is, have you seen uh, Hawkeye yet? No, no, I'm still watching Denton Abbey. Denton. No. Well, the, I I really liked Hawkeye. It was one of my favorite series on Disney. It might even been my favorite. So I really enjoyed that. So. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. So, but anywho, we'll let you go. Uh, there was a couple other odds and ends, but I'll let you go because I'm losing you really bad. Hopefully, in the new year, we figure out a better way to keep your signal because this this way home is like where you're over hill and over dale. <laughs> Over the river and through the woods. To grandmother's house we go. So, but uh, another, this is the other thing I like. New Main Street USA trash can keychains, John. I want them. I want one of them. <laughs> I like the salt and pepper shakers too, but at least I know these ones will be clean. 
But anyhow, we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Alright, guys, I had to resort to actually putting John on speakerphone to say Merry Christmas. So, say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody, Johnny. Hey, Merry Christmas to all our friends and uh, family out there in uh, podcast land. And please come by and see hi, say hi to me on the buses and fold your strollers and have a great 2022 because it can't be any worse than 2021. So, everybody have a Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. We will talk to you real soon. Goodbye, guys. Bye. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street, and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.